0: this was the story that I wish I had growing up, or the the movie I wish I had seen, or or something (laughs) Uh like that. It fills this kind of gap.
1: for Franklin Matters, Franklin Public Radio, anywhere in the uh, WFPR.fm and in the local Franklin Mass FM radio dial 102.9 here today in the studio with local author Jamie Chaley. Welcome Jamie. Thank you. Nice to be here. Good to have you here. So for people who may not know who's this Jamie Steve is talking to, give us a little bit of your background. Where, how, how did you get here? And then we'll get into what, you, what we're going to talk about.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm, well, I'm, I'm a local author and I was invited on your show and I'm happy to be here. But um, I'm here to talk about my latest book release, which was released on October 6th of this year, called The Unlife of Lisa Cooper.
1: Ah, indeed. Yes. And having read the first one, um, so I'll try not to give too many disclosures. I'd rather talk about writing and how you did that. And it's an interesting topic. I mean, you're talking about vampires and kind of fantastical worlds, and she's lived more than a normal life cycle. Right. So, yep. how,
0: how, where did all that come from? Well, I think, I think. Um... Vampires have always interested me as a as a kid. I always liked you know monster movies, and I was I grew up in Massachusetts, and I'd watch the creature double feature on Channel fifty six, you know, and and I'd watch the classic you know vampire movies and you know Dracula and the werewolf and all this kind of stuff, and I wanted to do my own spin on it because whenever you would see vampires in fantasy fiction, usually they were the monster you had to kill, or maybe they were the romantic interest in some. You know, romance novel, but I wanted to explore the kind of the bad side about it. You know, the the how horrible it would be to have this curse. I mean, people we 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 <clears throat> romanticize vampires a little bit, I think, mm-hmm. and I wanted to delve into the the downsides of the curse.
1: Mm-hmm. And really, from what I have understood, having read the first one, um, explore some of that. Tension between the humanity and the curse itself because they, they really go back and forth, and there are obviously some issues in terms of sure. that going back and forth.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I wanted to have almost like a tug of war where, you know, the power that you get as a vampire, you know, whether it's speed or strength or all this kind of stuff, comes at a price. There's always something tugging at your, your conscience, you uh-huh. know, it's urging you to do um, terrible things. And it's up to the, you know, in, in this case, the protagonist is Lisa, and she does not want to succumb to her curse. So right. she spent her life, or her unlife, life, <laughs> um, <laughs> resisting those temptations to hold on to the, the woman that she was in life. Mm-hmm. And um, the temptations are still there. Right. I write about those, and, I, and she struggles through them, but it's, it's the difference between someone like her, who refuses to fall, and the other vampires that are around her in the territory,
1: Mm
0: -hmm. it it takes place in Boston, so these are all vampires that live in Boston, um, who do succumb and do embrace their curse and and take that power in exchange for the horrible
1: fate. So they're fully into it, and, and yeah, they've got kind of territorial wars between Boston, Connecticut, New York, things of that sort. So there's yeah. some local color to that accent where people will recognize different some places at least.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. There's definitely there's definitely uh, you know named towns. Lisa spends a lot of time in Watertown in one particular arc of the story. And, mm-hmm. um, she has a she lives in a brownstone in in Charlestown, so. Lots of familiar places, I think, if people are reading in the Massachusetts area, for sure.
1: Yep. They'll say, oh, I know this, but I, where, where, where's the vampires? Are they are really around? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so, as opposed to some of the other vampires who, in her uh, group area, um, who clearly have kind of more or less really fully embraced the curse, kind of going to that dock side. She's living on that tension road, that line, walking the line in terms of resisting some of the temptations and then trying to maintain some of that uh, humanity piece, as I said earlier, I guess.
0: Right, right, and that's the challenge, is that she's got a, the um, a, vampire, a group of vampires in a particular area, I call them a bleed. Okay. So there's the New England bleed which are all the vampires that live in in New England. And the lord, the vampire lord of that area is constantly urging her to, you know, hang up her humanity, basically, and embrace what she is. Mm -hmm. Um, And the reason, his his reasoning behind it is because Lisa does not have the power due to a vampire her age because she has refused to let the curse drag her down. She's also refused the power that comes with the, the loss of humanity.
1: True, yeah.
0: And that becomes, throughout the book, um, that becomes a challenge because when the dangers of the supernatural world you know, come out of the shadows, Lisa really is faced with the problem that she doesn't have enough power to protect the people she loves.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because she's in that. She has some power, but she has to replenish via the the thirst, if you will. Yeah, that's for, right. In order to give her that power, but <clears> she can't do it all the time because if she did it all the time, then she would
0: flip over and she doesn't want to do that. So yeah, she's really... Exactly. I mean, she has some, you know, she's she's over 150 years old, so she has accumulated power over time. Sure. But she didn't take any shortcuts. There are vampires that are younger than, than she is mm-hmm. who are more powerful. Right. They're faster, they're stronger because they've embraced their curse and they've drank from that dark well of power, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and there's there's a cost to that, not just the loss of humanity, but the more you take, the more you, I call it the dark spiral, the more that you fall down that dark spiral, your skin begins to pale, you take on a deathly pallor, Mm -hmm. to extreme cases of of loss of humanity where your skin will actually begin to rot, Mm -hmm. and, you know, that's certainly not anything she wants for herself. Right. You know? So, you, you know, in the book I describe some of these older vampires that are complacent with the curse, and their skin is very pale and sickly.
1: hmm You did create that two different worlds, the kind of dichotomy, and certainly from her perspective at least, she wants to remain on that human side and have some of those human aspects as opposed to fully going over. So this is the first book? I think you said it's going to be
0: part of a series? Yeah, I'm planning to do three. Okay. Um, I'm in the middle of writing the, the second book right now. And um, I, see it, I see it as a trilogy. And that's not necessarily the end of, of me writing Lisa. It's just, mm-hmm. um, it's certainly three at the very least. And, um, you know, there may be little short stories and stuff. The beauty of having a character that's lived since the 1860s, is right. that um, there's a lot of material there. <laughs> like, You've know, you, you do... got a
1: range you can work yeah, with. Yeah, <laughs> I, could,
0: I could do an adventure where she's in the 1950s doing something. Right. You know, like I have a lot of stuff. Yep. In fact, I, did a, um, I actually did a series. It's, uh, it's available on Kindle Vella. I can okay. talk about what that is. It's called The Vampires of 1863, and it's, it's Lisa in the 1800s. Okay. And um, that'll be novelized as well. But it's it's um it's on Kindle Vella, which is a serialized uh, platform on through Amazon.
1: So it's more shorter episodes. It, yep, and I, deliberately building one upon another.
0: Yeah, it's it's completed now. It's a completed series. It's 25 episodes, and okay. it's it's um I release them once a week. Yeah, so that that's an example of like more content that I could do, you know, in her past and whatnot
1: to flesh that out rather than having, quote, 25 chapters kind of combine them in a little better, more of a normal if I will. Exactly. Novella, novel form. Right. Yep. Right. Exactly. Yeah, and you're not the first that has done a serialized certainly, for, I remember from my school days uh, Charles Dickens, a lot of his works were serialized through oh, sure. the local papers at the time. <clears throat> Sherlock the Holmes, I
0: think, was the serial as well. Yep. It was a very popular way to do things back then. And I, mm-hmm. I think Amazon's trying to take a crack at bringing that format back. Right. But it's it's a it was a lot of work, and I I did it for a while, and I wanted to get back into novel writing because I could kind of go at my own pace. I didn't mm-hmm. have weekly deadlines and that sort of well,
1: thing. I was going to get into that from a writing <clears throat> perspective. So we'll shift from the content into the writing side. So yeah, did you? This sounds like. You just didn't sit down and then say, I'm going to do 25 and then do them all and then release them one at a time. You were really kind of releasing them as you went. I had a buffer of episodes. So you did build up a buffer. Yeah, Yeah.
0: so I could go on vacation and I could slack off. Or if I didn't feel like writing, (laughs) I I had a little bit of a safety net. Um, But towards the end, it got very... I got down to the wire. It was like, I oh, imagine. I only have a buffer of, like, two episodes. <laughs> and it was like, Ugh. And I just hated being in that spot because it was a little stressful because sure. I had readers that were like, oh, I can't wait for the next episode. And I'm yeah. thinking, Ugh. you know,
1: yeah.
0: i got to get this content. And, you know, I never want to be in a position where I'm rushing through writing because mm-hmm. I have a whole system of, you know, where you write it, you edit it, you put it away for a little while, you come back to it, you edit it again, and so on and so forth. My right. wife proofreads it, you know. Yeah. For the Kindle Vella series. Sure. Um, So, yeah, I didn't want to condense any of that and, you know, risk losing quality. I didn't get to that point, but I didn't... You didn't want to go there I didn't want to get there, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: (laughs) So, in terms of your system, do you also have a daily kind of writing process? Chloe, at least in terms of, say, Lisa, you've got the three stories, the 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 theme the, what it's going to happen in those three so how do you tackle that do you have a particular root, routine for a a day's writing or a
0: week's writing or a little bit yeah I have a I keep a schedule okay and um, I put goals on the schedule and I say you know I want to write this many words per a particular day or I say I, I you know I'll, I want to write a particular scene or okay. chapter sure right.
1: So you on a planned it planet. out kind of like a master plan for it. This right. is the, the scope of what we want to do. We need to do this. this, <coughs> this.
0: Yep. And it's more about carving time off for myself to do okay. it. Okay. Where I, it's basically a conversation with my wife and say, okay, I'm going to, I need a couple hours just myself. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then I'll join you watching TV or we can do something. And it's not yep. every night. Sure. But it's, it's, um it keeps a cadence going and I can kind of make forward progress. Um, because if not, then I just get sucked into, you know, I get out of work and I get sucked into, like, t- you know, after dinner time where we're just watching TV or hanging out and I and I don't get to it. So Life I kinda, happens. You yeah, just, exactly. You
1: just go with the flow. <laughs> and my,
0: my wife's extremely supportive, so all I have to do is say, hey, I need a couple hours to do this, you know, some writing stuff. And she's mm-hmm. like, yeah, of course, you know. Yeah. But uh, it's just about carving off the time.
1: hmm Yeah. And then the writing itself, clearly you've got that structure, so you'll do revise put it aside come back re-edit and then you have amongst your wife i'm sure you may have somebody else in kind of that inner circle that helps you uh do some review revisions reviews feedback
0: i have critique partners and beta readers that go through and then then it would go to editors professional
1: editors. yeah Yeah. once you get that point in terms of the publishing cycle then exactly Yeah. yeah yeah and you have some tension there in terms of you have a kind of a mindset in terms of this is what I want as a title do they potentially change and say, well, maybe this title or this no the guy? titles
0: the titles all me but it's they'll you know like someone like a developmental editor mm-hmm. might might say um you should add a scene that does this, or you should take this existing scene and tweak it this way. They help with story... A developmental editor will help with story structure. Okay. But then you've got, like, line editors and proofreaders that'll help with your grammar. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> which, I, which I need, you know, uh-huh. tremendously. Um,
1: we all learn grammar once upon a time. But then when you start writing, it just you, you get to another level of how do I do this, right. what do I do?
0: right. So that you know, you turn those over to the professionals, and they understand it better than me. So mm-hmm. that's a good thing. And then you know, you work with cover artists to do the art for your for your book. Sure. So I'm indie published. I should mention that I'm indie published.
1: In, in, indie meaning independent. published. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yes. I'm a self I publish myself. Uh, if I was a traditional published, in other words, if I had a deal a book deal with like Sh- Simon and Schuster or Random yeah. House, right? Um, then I would write the book. I'd have an editor. I'd just say, here you go. And then they'd do it. They'd pick the cover for me. Sure. And, um, I wouldn't have to pay for any of it. Right. They'd pay. Right. But in the case of me being self-published, I pay for everything. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, a uh, it's expensive. You're watching your budget. I have a budget. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's, uh, it's definitely worth it because, you know, these stories get in your head and you fall in love with them and, got to get them out on the paper or else you're going to go crazy <laughs> you know? right Yep.
1: and then even at that last publishing bit i know from a conversation with a couple of other authors near to publishing on the one hand they want to get to that final point but on the other hand well there's another tweak there's another tweak yeah do, do you have that as well
0: <laughs> that you know a little bit but you you need to know when to when to stop because otherwise you'll be in an infinite loop because you know you'll perfection is is this thing that you could chase forever Mm -hmm. you know and you this is what beta readers are good for sure you know so you give it to a bunch of folks to read and if their praise is overwhelming you know in other words if you're getting more people saying this is great than you know negative then you're you're in a good place, right? And um, you know you got to settle for the best that it can be versus perfection. Mm-hmm. You know, so you have to know when to pump the brakes,
1: right? Right. Yeah, in your in your mind's eye, you've got this kind of master plan, the vision of what the book should be, right? And then you work the details, page by page, word by word, have them in that feedback loop, and then as the feedback says yeah you're closer closer then that's still your decision in terms of okay now i just got to let it go <laughs> exactly
0: exactly yeah yeah
1: and so the vella is uh, kindle Vela is kind of the serialized piece uh, have you done other types of writing Clearly, you you've done the the vampire is are you all in that kind of fantastical space or have you done other genres, if you will.
0: Actually, I did. I did. um My first manuscript was a what you'd call a high fantasy. So you think of like stuff like The Hobbit, you okay. know, like, you yeah. know, elves and, and stuff like that. And I finished that manuscript in 2021. And I queried that to be traditionally published. Okay. And I did get a full manuscript request, which means an agent found it. Was interested enough mm-hmm. to want to say, okay, Decide this looks me. interesting. Give me yeah. the whole book and I'll read it. And she had some notes. This was my very first novel that okay. I had ever written. And her notes were very good because I was like, yeah, I kind of see what you're saying here. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> and I needed to do a massive overhaul on a lot of stuff. Okay. And while I was waiting to do that process and, and try to you know, get this book picked up, I started writing Lisa.
1: Ah, okay. the Unlife of Lisa yeah. Cooper
0: and then it took off and
1: so the Unlife took a life <laughs> yeah it took <laughs> off so
0: the Unlife of Lisa Cooper actually started off as a Kindle Vella series as well okay it was a 40 issue series released on Amazon Kindle Vella it's still out there you could mm-hmm. you could grab it but um that series actually got in the top faves which is the top 250 titles out of the tens of thousands of Kindlella of titles that are okay. out there, right? Right. Top faves. It hit the top faves for 13 weeks in a row. Ooh. 17 weeks total. Okay. And for 40 issues, that was most of its life. Sure. Spent in that upper. Whatever, line. You know, yeah. yeah. So it was received really well, and I was really compelled to to stick with it, you know, uh-huh. and, and, and develop it. And I said, well, I got to make this into a novel because Kindlella of is not available overseas.
1: Uh, right, it's just the US market. And I
0: had, I had readers, I had other author friends and, and friends mm-hmm. of mine overseas that were interested in the title. And right. So I'm like, I got to put this into a book. You know, I want. And, and there were people that were reading Kindle Vela that were like, that didn't like the format. They, don't, mm-hmm. they didn't want something serialized. Sure. They said, this is great, you're releasing things one week at a time. Right. But imagine reading a book. You have a book, a physical book in your hands. Yeah. You read a chapter, yep. you put it on the shelf for a week. And yeah, then a week later, you it. read the next chapter, I know. right? Yeah. And you're gonna f- like, what happened? Where yeah. was this? You know, so many people were coming up to me saying, "I'm loving this story," but what a pain in the neck! I want to read this whole. B- yeah. Give me the book. Mm-hmm. I want to hold the whole thing right. in my hands. Right. So that was when I knew I needed to get out of Kindle Vella. Okay. Not to di- not to ding that platform because oh. it's great for what it oh. is, but for my audience.
1: Yeah.
0: They wanted. A physical book mm-hmm. and i wanted it too i wanted to hold it in my sure. own hands and go yeah. look at i did this yes you know when i got proof copies in the mail i was so excited <laughs> i like picked it up there's this physical thing you know it was a, it was a, really an amazing feeling
1: definitely yeah there's a different mindset clearly between kind of the bella subscription series uh what was the other term there um but you know, it requires a little bit of patience as well. Yeah. Clearly, in your case, it was kind of a week-to-week. A week. Other series have been, like, monthly. But now we've got kind of this almost instant satisfaction. Even a lot of the podcast series, you know, they'll drop, you know, eight to ten episodes, and you can do, you know, binge, go all yeah, through people, them. This is we, we people
0: binge, you know, yeah. they want to binge. Yeah. So uh, I definitely understand that, and... You know, my wife said, this is a pain in the neck. Because <laughs> she's like, you know, she she reads all my stuff anyway. She's like, just I want more. Like, I, where's yeah. the next episode? Right. I'm like, well, I didn't write it yet. She's like, meh, mm, you know. <laughs>
1: yeah. 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 So at least, and I think that may explain. Because when I was looking, having had the email, we're going to set up to do this. Then I wanted to read the book, and I started Googling, and I knew the title. But then I started finding... Did you have a slight variation in the title between the Kindle Vela and the book? Because it was coming up in like multiple links, and I finally selected a one that said, "Oh, this is this seems to be the book."
0: <laughs> yeah. So if you do a search on, you know, Amazon, for example, you'll, sure. you you'll see the Kindle Vela series that's there, but then you'll see the the hardcover, paperback, ebook link, right. and that's the Unlife of Lisa Cooper, Conviction.
1: Conviction. So I right. I
0: titled the first book the. The Kindle Vella series is just called The Unlife of Lisa Cooper. Okay. But the the book is called Conviction. So that's the first <laughs> book. And there will be three. Right. So you've got the other two names. We don't have to get into those. We we'll, yeah, be yeah. teasers.
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> things may yep. change as you go. Who knows? Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah, so that's where that's... Okay, that explains. Because I, I was confused at first. And then I realized, well... That's not the book. This this seems to be the book. So, yeah, Yeah, that that makes sense. It's all mine. It's just a different format of reading it. Right, right. I have to go back now having read the book. I'll try and go back since I've got the advantage as well. All 40 are there. So I could speed through it if I wanted. But to get that experience of, oh, then it stops. (laughs) Oh, and then it stops. Right. Anything else you want to share with the listeners, clearly there's, stay tuned for a second one coming, <laughs> and this book certainly it's I, I read it on Kindle, it's available through Amazon on Kindle, or you can do the Vella version, but I believe you also have hard copies in some of the local bookstores and in the regular book places too.
0: I have um, here, right here in Franklin uh, in the, the bookstore, Escape into Fiction, mm-hmm. um, I have paperback copies of my book for sale right now okay. on the shelf um, so if you're listening and you're local and you're interested in a vampire story with a strong female protagonist who, <laughs> who fights off, you know nasty supernatural creatures um, without falling and and compromising her humanity, mm-hmm. uh, that story is available right here in town, and uh, it was a. It, it's just. A, I love the character. It's it, they tell you that you should write what you want to read. Sure. And. This was the story that I wish I had w- growing up, okay. or the, the movie I wish I had seen, or, <clears> or something throat> like throat> that. It fills this kind of gap in, the, in my love of vampires that I didn't, I <clears> throat> didn't throat> have, right. you know? So I, I wanted to create it.
1: Yeah. Good. Well, I had fun reading it. I certainly yeah. had some fun talking with you and understanding a little bit more about your process. Hopefully the listeners will have learned and become intrigued and is like, oh... The Unlife of Lisa Cooper. I gotta go find that.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a great event. You know if I don't say so myself. Oh, but of it's, course it's a, you it's, need it's, to. It's a it's a good adventure. It's um it's got a wee bit of romance in it. Small romantic arc. it's got a cool dog. You know, some cozy moments and mm-hmm. lots of action and adventure.
1: And, and the dog on that front, for the dog lovers, he's got some unique powers too. He's not a normal dog. <laughs> yeah, he's a very
0: special dog. Yeah, he's Indeed. not a pet. He's more like a companion,
1: <laughs> uh, a knowledgeable companion, or a powerful companion. In yeah, lives. yep. <laughs> Without giving away too much of the story, yeah. just teasers. <laughs> yeah, he's. I
0: love. I love writing scenes with with Chewy. I can tell you his name. He, he's. Um. Yeah, it's. A, he's a. He's a great character.
1: <laughs> Good. <laughs> Well, thanks for telling some of your story, some about your story. Thanks for spending time sharing. Hopefully the listeners will uh, get the urge to go out and find the book in whatever format they're choosing and uh, read and enjoy. Yeah, thanks for having me. This is great. And a final reminder for the listeners, we do this because Franklin matters. We are now producing this in collaboration with Franklin TV and Franklin Public Radio.